I'm Lara. And I'm Anna. Welcome to LA World. We don't know where we're going, but we know it's going to lead to world domination. (laughs) We are back. We are back. (laughs) LA World took a little hit there. Well, not a hit. We had a bit of a rock in our certainty and confidence within ourselves. But did we keep showing up? Yes, we did. Yes, we did. (laughs) And we are back and we are feeling stronger, more empowered than ever. Mm. It's so interesting how both of us had that same experience last time we walked into the studio and this time the same experience, different vibe. Like we're just, yes, same experience, but completely opposite. Mm -hmm. So I'm feeling just so much better. I'm feeling so good. So happy to hear this because I think we both work so hard to, you know, do the best we can, show up as we most powerfully can. But obviously, inevitably, we're going to have an experience where we wobble, where we we don't get it right all of the time. And I was speaking to a friend earlier today and I realized it's not about trying to get it right or be perfect. It's about gently returning when you've gone off course. Yes. I think that's such a beautiful message because I'm, I'm sure that you have this conversation with so many of your clients and I do as well. Like we're almost made to feel less than because we have these experiences where we don't feel good or something happens in our world, something happens in our life. And then it's almost like, oh, it's so, it's so bad, this experience. And I think that actually it's very normal that we have these dips, that we have these lower points because we're all having a human experience after all. And a human experience is not perfect all day, every day. I think that the beauty is in the ups and the downs and the downs really do enable us to appreciate and see the good more and more and more. And when we are good, we're like, oh my gosh, like how do I compound this feeling of feeling really good all of the time? Like how can I tap into this so it becomes exponential and becomes even more? It's not about fixing anything. It's just about gently returning back to center. To be honest, I feel like this has really like solidified for the both of us this year. Mm. And I think that's a perfect segue into what we want to talk about today, which is a year in review, but with the intent of explicitly saying, this is what worked for me. And these are the lessons. And I feel like from an outsider's perspective of you specifically, you feel so much more expanded like you have stepped into this next level of joy and confidence and self-certainty that just oozes like it is undeniable whenever you walk into a room it's it's like I'm so proud of you and thank you you are so welcome you've always been confident but there is something that you've tapped into that really feels evident that I would love to unpack and yeah just have a conversation on what has shifted for us because 2022 Mm. my god what an incredible profound life-altering year for the both of us it has been a huge Mm. huge year for both of us and thank you for saying that I've seen the same in you like this has been you know we've been friends we've known each other for four years Mm -hmm. now and I feel like this has been the year that has become the catalyst of so much growth in you and I and I feel like you especially I have just seen you skyrocket in terms of your radiance in terms of you really owning yourself self-love self-confidence like just really unashamedly going for it which I know was your intention for the year and I think 
it is really worth taking some time out to reflect on the year that was because so much has happened for both of us and not just good things. Like we've had difficult moments as well and we shared a little bit about that in the last two episodes that we recorded and that was just a little momentary glimpse of something that we were feeling in that moment. But really, it's like there's been so many lessons this year and there's been so much growth this year. And I know that you and I both set out a similar intention of you. For you, I think it was about unashamedly going for it and you you put a post on your Instagram. What date was that? That was... It actually was the 3rd. I've been saying the 6th, but it was the 3rd of January Mm. that I declared to the world that my playing small serves no one. And therefore, by extension, it's like I'm no longer choosing to play small because it's not doing anyone any good, including myself. And watch me as I play a big, loud, audacious (laughs) game. And that I did. The moment you put that declaration out, I feel like I watched and I observed your whole world change. Your whole world as you knew it blew up in the best possible way. And I'm like, to have been able to watch that evolution, like as your best friend has just been one of the greatest gifts. And then it's also inspired me and empowered me to go after and, and hit like a higher like version of myself as well. And I think that's the beautiful thing of this mm. relationship. So where do you, th- what do you think has been like the, maybe some of the biggest lessons that you've mm. learned this year? Like what's some of the best things that you've experienced this year? And then maybe we can talk about the flip side of it after. Undoubtedly the, the decision that I went for at the, on the 3rd of January to play a really big game was the catalyst for so much awakening and growth within myself because to give a little bit of context, 2020, 2021 was a really challenging year for me, both professionally, personally, in my relationship. It was, I mean, for the whole entire world, we collectively really suffered. And, you know, I felt really isolated. I doubted myself probably more than I've ever doubted myself in my entire life at that point. Um, You know, I got challenged in, in so many different aspects and I really saw myself lose myself over those two years. My radiance decreased. My confidence within myself when I would walk into a room decreased. And I feel like when you feel that for long enough over a number of periods of time, you start to go, this can't be who I really am. This, There's got to be more. There's got to be more that I can be. And life can't just feel so dull. And it really started to feel dull for me for a little while. So for me, I, I think the the experience of, ex- of having that pain for an extended period of time made me go, enough. Like I cannot, I know myself to be so much bigger and stronger than this. Let me do something. And I remember in December, I went away to Brisbane with my partner and that change of scenery just gave me the ability to go step out of what I had been doing. Let me see things a little bit differently. Let me create some space between myself and the work that I had been doing. And let me just breathe and come back into myself. I was, I remember I distinctly, I had just finished a gym session in Brizzy and I was walking across the bridge and I was like, oh, I just feel like a different human. I feel like I'm finally just breathing and seeing the world and doing things that I've, I've neglected for a really long time. And so that change of scenery made me start to reevaluate a few things. And then I got all these 
in, in ideas and inspirations and things that I wanted to create for myself for 2022. This was 2021 December. And so I ended up getting COVID on the 1st of January. And so it just felt like the perfect time to go, you know what, let me plan, let me, let me think of all the things that I want to create for myself. And it was undeniable. I was like, this is going to be my best year, year yet. Like, I do not care how I, like, you know, nothing is going to stop me from making it a magnificent year. And so knowing that, that fire in my belly, I just used it throughout the entire year. And so that decision really shaped everything else that I was doing. And I could see even within like a week in the first week of January, things started to shift so monumentally. I decided to run an an online virtual event that started building momentum. I then, um, I, I remember I had a photo shoot with my girlfriend and that built a lot of momentum. And then we were doing some filming and recording with some epic humans. And all of this started to really compound on itself. And I started to see myself as bigger. And I started to go, hang on a second. I think, I think I'm actually building confidence and getting there and becoming bigger and allowing myself to be seen. And so it was crazy actually to notice from December to January, just the epic shift because I was like, you know what? F it. Let's just go for it. And, you know, to give a bit of context throughout the year, did I stay in that place of like going for it all of the time unashamedly? No. Like I'm a human being. I experienced a lot of doubt. I experienced moments of getting it wrong and falling off the horse. But I think the biggest lesson that I got was that I could always return. I could gently return and remember my intention, Mm -hmm. you know, go through the process of if I felt uncertainty, have a day to just like freak out a little bit, worry myself, all of the things, eat chocolate, cry, all of it. And then I could gently return and and everything was not permanent. You know, the the downs were never permanent and the ups won't, won't be permanent either. But in that, there's freedom to go, oh, it, it, it's not as bad as I often make it out to be. And therefore, when I'm in those lower spa- spaces, what I started to notice what I, was I was able to leave them at a rapid pace to come back. <clears throat> and so taking a big picture of 2022, it felt like for the, for the first year in my entire life, I stayed in a really centered place as much as I possibly could have. And yeah, I did things that I, you know, I would, if I had time again, I would do differently. But for the most part, I really stayed centered because I knew that I could get, I could come back. I had built enough evidence that this life was worth creating. And so that was, that was, you know, my greatest takeaway from 2022, setting the intention, Mm. being unwavering and the commitment to it and being forgiving of yourself when you aren't able to fulfill it all the time, but knowing that you can always return. And the things that have arisen from that decision, the level of love that you and I share, I think has been such a powerful, potent Mm. cornerstone of my year, the relationships that I've built with others because I'm just putting in myself in positions to meet new humans, epic. The opportunities in my business, my God, you know, (laughs) like everything has shifted and it's because that decision. Mm. And so... 
Oh, yeah. the power of intentionality. It's so funny that that's what you shared because I had a very similar experience in that I went into 2022 with such a high level of intentionality. Mm. Like I really thought about what do I want this year to look like? And not just like vague resolutions and wishes and hopes and things like that, but really getting quite granular and intentional with myself and being like, if I could really unleash a little bit Mm. this year and if I could just like really grow into more of the woman that I know I'm destined to become, Mm. what would that look like? And while similar to you, it's like we both had a change of scenery because I was actually over Mm. in Austin, LA and New York over Christmas and New Year's of 2021 into 2022. Mm. And that change of scenery did wonders for me, Mm. especially my time that I spent in Austin. The slower pace, the change of scenery, the real like just connectedness with nature, Mm. being really grounded, like all of these things just shifted my perspective in a really big way. And even though I love routines, I love consistency, I love all of those things, sometimes you do need an element of unpredictability Mm. in your life. And sometimes the best way that you can have that unpredictability is to put yourself in a position or a situation which is unpredictable, Mm. which is unknown to you, which is unfamiliar to you. And that is exactly what Austin, the city, Mm. gave to me. It was such a beautiful, undeniable gift, my time there. It fundamentally shaped who I feel like I've become. Mm. And so when I went into the new year, I had so much time to really decompress and really be with my thoughts and really be present and really dive deep into who do I really want to be? Like what feels really true for who I am at my core? And how can I just start to express that part of me Mm. more and more and more? How can I just stop holding back and how can I unleash a little bit more and more and more? And so I went into this year with that lens. And then I went into this year with the lens of, I want to like up level my life this year. Do you know what I mean? Like, I was just like, I want every facet of my life to just feel and get better. And what can I do? What can I actually do in every aspect of my life to compound the good that's already there because nothing was broken. Nothing needed to be fixed at this point in my life. It's like, it's all, it's all looking pretty good. And like from the outside's outsider's perspective, they'd be like, oh, you know, she's doing an amazing job. Like her career skyrocketed and she's doing all of these things. She's got, you you know, and it's like, I know, you know, I know what I'm capable of. And I know that I'm only just starting to scratch the surface of my potential. And so I was like, okay, if I look at all of these facets of my life, if I look at things like my health, my vitality, beauty, style, personal growth, finances, like literally relationships, like every aspect of my life, what is like something that I can do to like up-level that? And it started with something that's probably quite 
tangible and quite physical. And you know this, like I literally went to New York and I booked in and did like a personal styling session and experience at Bergdorf mm-hmm. Goodman. I'm like, if you're going to, well, actually my hu- husband said it to me. He's like, if you're going to do this, go do all the right. way, do mm-hmm. it properly. And it started with me probably spending more money on my outfits, my clothes, like really beautiful clothes that made me feel like a billionaire. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's just like, I, I do believe that wearing the right clothes and presenting yourself a certain way can help with confidence. It's not all of it, but I think that that was one part of my life that I was like, "Mm, can I like step this up a notch? Mm. Yes, I can. And then I took that same lens with everything. I was like, how can I like step up in terms of my finances? How can I step up in terms of my personal growth? Like what else can, can I commit to? Like who can I work with? What course can I do? Like what mentor can I get that's going to be an embodiment of the things that I really value? Um, and so with that level of curiosity and openness, that really enabled me to explore these mm. different areas, these different parts of my life and do something about all of them. And so whilst there was nothing wrong with them, it was just taking everything up a notch or maybe 10 in some I areas. <laughs> love that a hundred notches at some point. I totally think that's true. One thing that I love that you mentioned is that, yes, there was a baseline of goodness. Mm. And I think so many people, when they get to a certain point, they go, oh, cool. Like now I can start cruising. Now I can start taking it easy. And for me, the most ex- inspiring time to actually invest in yourself and double down on your growth is when you've already got that baseline of goodness, because good attracts more good and it builds that momentum in the right direction and so for both of us I know that when we were you know at our what we thought was our peak we took another leap of faith into another mentor another program and you know figuring out how else can we up level things we didn't get complacent or we didn't take a, the the foot off the brake. In fact, we put the foot on the accelerator when things were going already well. And so it's like, I think people have this notion that, you know, they should only look, work on themselves if there is something that is broken in their mind. But I'm like, but that's not, first of all, none of us are broken. We're all whole, perfect and complete and there's nothing wrong. It's just an opportunity to expand. And so for the both of us, we took our growth, we got some results, and then we went, we don't want to stop. You know, it's like going to the gym and noticing that you're, you know, starting to tone up and then sitting on the couch and eating ice cream for the rest of the week. Like, why would you do that? It's most motivating when you start to notice the results and you go, I want to go back. How can I get this even more efficient or effectively? Or how can I, you know, improve whatever it may be? And I think it's so much easier to build momentum when you've already got that baseline. So it's not about just going, I'm comfortable as I am. It's about going, it's so good. How much better can it get? Oh, yes. I love this so much. And I think that the the gym, the workout analogy is so perfect for this because it's when things are good, that is the best time to double down. That is the time that you're able to build that momentum. That is that time that you're able to compound your results because 
going and moving and building that momentum is what is going to help you get the greatest results, not starting something and then stopping and then picking up again three months later. Like the real results build and have that compounding effect Mm -hmm. when you are doing them consistently and when you are really leveraging the momentum and the speed that you've already built and then you just keep going. And then it actually gets easier because then this just becomes a part of your identity and who you are. It's not something that you even have to consciously seek out. It's like part of who I am and my highest, one of my highest values is that I have this unwavering commitment to my growth and it's like falling in love with the process of growing as a human being. That is where I have really learned to fall in love with my life is like being obsessed with the process and loving the journey and loving the growth and being able to, oh my gosh, if anyone listening has not seen Anna's Instagram reel of her growth from 2017. Mm. It was the most beautiful depiction of how much Anna has grown over the last few years Mm. and how this has just become part of who she is. And it's so interesting because I think that so go check out that reel because it was just, oh my, it brought me to tears. It was the most beautiful thing to watch, but also super inspiring to other people in terms of like, what is possible? Like, you know, we were not born this way, you know, and Mm-mm. we'll probably look back at these like early LA world episodes and be like, oh Whoa, my God, we were like, so cringy. cringing, cringing <laughs> in ourselves, like the things we were saying, like... This, I think the beauty is falling in love with the different iterations of who you're becoming and, and loving who you are becoming along the, the, the way. And that really excites me. You know, like I can't wait to connect and meet with these other parts of myself mm-hmm. that I've, I've yet to explore and I've yet to unleash. And I think that this has been really the first year that we have both felt exponential growth in well that's what I was gonna say you know what's really like what struck me just now is like Lara we're on an exponential growth Mm. curve because you and I've been doing this sort of work since four years when we first met each other we were going to events together and you know we were committed we had the probably the pillars stayed the same unwavering commitment we tried our hardest we were doing our best we were getting it wrong but we were trying to be gentle with ourselves we were kind of doing the same stuff but what i'm noticing is it's now compounding mm-hmm. because of the years before where we were putting ourselves That's out there it. we were trying we were doing all the things and it's like Wow, if this is our one first kind of biggest year of exponential growth, what's next year going to be I like? I know. What's five years going to be like? Honestly, the thought, of that, Lara, ah, the thought of that really excites me. And I think that's what like I would love to just get across to anyone that mm. is listening is like, don't be deterred by how far you have to go. Just like be excited mm. that you're on a journey and the sooner you start, the better off you'll be. The more consistent you are, the more of a compounding like effect you're going to be able to benefit from. And it's all just going to help. Like, you know, if you and I were waiting on outside validation or to have these instantaneous 
open that results four years ago, six mm. years ago, 10 years ago, because we've been going really for mm. a long, we met four years ago, yeah. but we were well into like the, growth the, the commitment mm-hmm. well before then. And so it's like, it's because of all of these things that we have done consistently, you know, we've consistently put ourselves out there, even when no one was watching, even mm. when I had three people reading my first blog mm. articles, you know, I was still committed to the process and you have been as well. Lara, you know? there was a time where the thought of you recording a podcast would have terrified oh, it you. Did. I remember when you didn't have a podcast and then you, you had to create one for, for the Alina Cardone without, within 48 interview hours. And you were I was so petrified. <laughs> I had no idea what I was doing. Are you kidding me? And like, I had no clue. No, <laughs> and I was nervous. I was sweating bullets. I, I'd spent like all weekend like prepping for this yes. interview, like researching, watching every single oh piece gosh. of Elena Cardone content and interview that I could possibly get my hands on. I was like petrified. And I think that's so important to highlight because it's like in the pursuit of where we like in the pursuit of becoming our best self and becoming so confident within who we are, we had to look pretty silly and (laughs) imperfect and messy and, you know, open ourselves to so much embarrassment and ridicule. And but the thing that we both share is this sincerity around trying. Mm. We sincerely try. Yeah. And, and we wanted to do a really good job. Did like we, we get it perfect like, every time? Of course time? not. Absolutely of course not. not. <laughs> like, oh there's God. so many cringy oh, moments so that many. I look back and I'm like, okay, so many. But this is the part that makes a really cool story. Yeah. And it's like, what kind of story do we want to write yeah. for ourselves as well? Because it's like, we're only in like a couple of chapters in at this point and we've got so many more chapters to write and I think that that is it's a life's journey it's life's work that is the level of commitment that we're talking about it's Mm. like this is never going to stop because this has truly become who we are yeah I love this so much. Me too. <laughs> so let's talk. Okay, we're in such a good mood. We're just we like, are. oh, we're just like, <laughs> and like, I'm just reflecting on even the LA World journey of mm. this is now the seventh episode. Oh, yes. yeah, seventh episode. And my gosh, how much have we grown and evolved in this short amount of time? The level of from the first two episodes where we were rushed and 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 flustered mm. and overwhelmed, and you might have not detected it, but we certainly did. To now where we are just like, okay. Okay, we had a rough couple of, you know, two weeks ago we were feeling a bit shaken and look at us now. Like we're able to get ourselves back because we know who we are. Our identity has been built, you know, for years to this point where it feels like even when we are in a in a challenged place, we know how to come back home and this is who we are. So it's it's so cool. I'm so proud of the decisions that we've made that have led us here. Part of this conversation, however, needs to be centered around the the things that we can reflect on in 2022 that perhaps didn't go so well or learnings or lessons or big takeaway moments of going, okay, I didn't realize that that was the case, but now I do. Mm. Can you think of anything that was sort of you can see in yourself that you really learned about yourself that was perhaps a big like, okay, 
yeah um, there's a few Mm. there's a few things of that nature which come to mind the one most prominent one for me and you were actually a witness to this the realization that I don't have to be happy and be good all the time because I have for so many years really probably for most of my life suppressed that part of myself that part of me that allowed myself to even feel sadness and to feel the tougher emotions and my response mechanism has often been bury everything into perfectionism so like making everything look perfect on the outside is almost like a deterrent even to myself let alone to other people but a deterrent that like oh it's okay because look at this perfect piece of work that I put out you know and that's been my conditioning learning that it's okay to fully express and feel heartache sadness disappointment like I'm very much wired to be a positive person and I love being a positive person because I think that my life just feels so much better and every experience feels so much better because of that but I realized in defining myself as someone who's a really positive person there was a huge part of me that was being neglected and just wanted a little bit of love and wanted a little bit of attention and you were a witness to when I really got in touch with that part of myself and you were just having you there was actually one of the greatest gifts because you've seen all parts of me and I think that I felt very, very safe in that moment to express that and be like, oh, it's actually okay to feel sad. Like I actually give myself the grace to not be like positive, like happy, like everything is amazing 100% of the time, Lara, because it's not, because I'm a human being and because things do happen in life and sometimes things are really sad and sometimes things are really disappointing and I don't have to constantly distract myself with work in order to avoid those feelings and if I had to pinpoint one thing that would be it it was a huge breakthrough for me I'm so glad you're talking about this because I feel like a lot of younger women or women who may not feel like as connected or know you as well as I do would look at you and be like oh she's just perfect and she's got it all together and you know I feel like sometimes that um, kind of imprisons us a little bit when we do grow up with that sense of people just think we're always good because we do present really positively and we're always upbeat we always show up no matter what like even when we don't feel like it and this was exemplified when we recorded our latest episode we still showed up and neither one of us even communicated to the other this is the ironic thing we didn't even tell each other Mm. that we weren't feeling great we're just like we will we committed to it no matter what we show up no matter what but in the pursuit of doing the showing up no matter what it sometimes means that we ignore how we actually Mm. feel and it's almost like it, it comes out in some way but usually it comes out 
internally and toward ourself. And so what I'm hearing that you really got is that it's okay to feel sad and it's okay to process and it's okay not to say that you're weaponizing any of your emotions against anybody else, but you're just allowing yourself to have a human experience that to doesn't feel, feel comfortable mm. at times and and that's okay and there's nothing wrong with it and I I have observed you really cracking open and really leading with so much more vulnerability and authenticity which I'm so proud of oh gosh, because you. you know I I know that you you just are such a pure human and you your heart is so golden and I think we all have, and I think this is our part of our conditioning, that fear of what if I let people in and, you know, they, it's, it's not what they expect or I let people down or I'm not, whatever it may be. And so to see that you've really been courageous enough to show all of you, my God, does that make oh me so gosh, happy? Thank you so much. I love you so much. Thank you. you for saying that. Thank you. What about you? If you mm. had to maybe like pinpoint like one big takeaway, one tough lesson that yeah. you feel like you've had to learn or experience, there what would that be? There have been many. This mm. has been a really big year of getting real with myself and confronting myself. I think the big one that really speaks to me is this uh, topic around responsibility and how I've really grown up. No, I won't say I've really grown up. I've, I've had this part of me that I know uh, so many of us do, which is putting our responsibility for who we are and the direction we're moving in and, you know, our happiness in the hands of others. And I could really see that I had done that for my entire life in every aspect of my life. I expected my partner to make me happy. And when he wouldn't, I would get upset when that feels really unfair to ask anybody to, to make you happy. So I wasn't really owning and taking responsibility for that. So I really learned that. I also had a really big moment of realization that expecting to be somehow rescued or saved by personal development or that I needed to be fixed and someone outside of me could do that for me also was a big slap in the face and realizing, you know what, Anna, it's time for you to recognize that there is no one who is going to save you. You have to save yourself. You have to be your own guide, own leader. You have to start trusting yourself because in the pursuit of putting my trust in the hands of others, it gave me the opportunity to play 80%. It was like, well, I'm going to follow the word of whatever these people are saying, this business coach, this book, this whatever. And that means that if I, if it doesn't work out, it's fine. It's because it's I put my faith in, in them. And Rather you can than, blame the other person yeah, for something going totally. wrong. Yeah. And I didn't, you know, gave me the uh, escape hatch for not putting my faith in myself, for not backing myself fully. And so I really, really got this lesson, you know, um, probably a couple of months ago where I realized, mm -mm, mm -mm, there, that's little girl behavior, Anna. You've been playing this game to avoid taking that ownership so that in case something does go wrong, you're like, oh, well, I didn't know any better. I was just following X, Y, and Z, or, you know, I expected this person to know. And it just came after that repetitive cycle. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Of feeling like I'm like doing different things and it wasn't quite working. It wasn't quite clicking. And I was like, oh, it's because that person's not really meant for me or that, you know, that book's not really, doesn't really have the information that I need. And nothing was quite aligning or resonating. Mm. 
Mm. And I'm like, well, what's the common denominator here? (laughs) (laughs) There's a common denominator and and her starts with A and ends with A. And, um, you know, I had to really look at myself in the mirror and go, Anna, you cannot expect for someone outside of you to be like, Anna, here is your life's purpose. Yeah. This is what you're meant to do with yourself. And, you know, this is like, you don't worry about it. Let's just like, y- your decision-making capacity just goes, ex- like mm. I was just giving it externally. Like, We're relinquishing, relinquishing our own power. personal power uh, by allowing other or expecting other people to do that for you. I love this so much. Mm. It's such a it's such a big one. And I've really seen you take we talk about this all the uh. time. We talk about this concept of radical responsibility is something that you and I have leaned into in a really big way. And I believe that we have started to see the big shifts and the big results in our businesses and our lives because we have become so willing to take so much responsibility for everything. Lara, this was the year that I became a woman. (laughs) Like the other stuff was like me being that little girl Mm. who was like, I don't know what to do. Can you help me? Like I need help. I need support. Stress version of absolutely us. that gets yeah. to be rescued yeah. and someone outside of her has the power and that's what we get taught that's mm. what we get conditioned mm. like if you think about any of the storybooks any of the like Disney it's always like you know the, the princess that needed to get rescued exactly. and it's like this is deeply embedded into societal conditioning and it's like at some point is this actually serving mm. me and my growth totally yeah and it's not to say that I'm like pushing help away I'm not like no I don't need anyone's help I've no, got this on my it's, it's on the contrary it's actually like I know I, I have such a powerful intuition and I'm not always going to know the answer but I'm going to make the choice or make the decision that I do make right. I don't know if it's going to be right, but I'm going to make a right. Mm. And that what that means is if it works, that's on me and that's wonderful. And if it doesn't, that's on me. And also that's wonderful because I also know because I'm responsible, that means that I can, I've always got my own back. I'm going to be okay no matter what, because oh. I've got me. And Lara, that has done something to my conviction in myself that no matter what situation I am faced with, no matter how dire it may feel, it's like, it's cool. I've got me. I may not not know the answer. I may not know exactly how it's all going to pan out, but I'm going to be okay because I've got out of every single terrible, hard, dark situation I've ever been in. I've survived my hardest days and I'm going to keep doing that, not just survive, but thrive. And there is just an, an undeniability because I am responsible for my life. I've decided I am the creator of my life. I decided that no one outside of me knows what's the best for me other than me. Yes. And as long as I have me, I'm going to be good. Oh, I love this so much. I love this so much. I feel like I'm just like, oh my God, this is huge. This is a really big one. I really got this this year as well. I really got it in a powerful Mm. way. It's like there's this quote by Jim Rohn that I live by. And I really, you know, when you intellectually understand a quote and then you start to really, really deeply embody it. Mm. This is what happened with this quote by Jim Rohn. It says that if you do not design your own life plan, chances are you'll fall into someone else's plan Mm. and guess what they have planned for you not Not much much. not (laughs) freaking i realize this in such a big profound way for me this year as well and 
it was very similar to your experience of so long as I am expecting anyone else to do things for me, to figure things out for me, to make big life decisions for me, I am relinquishing my personal power and I'm never going to be able to step into my most empowered, embodied highest version of myself so long as I'm giving that power away. And also what you said, nobody is ever going to understand me and my desires and what goes on in the inside of me as much as me. No matter how close I get to someone else, no matter how much I love you even, Mm. it's like no one else is me. And I have got my back. I trust myself. This is the year that I really started to trust myself and it's like everything changes and it's so cool. I never realized what real true self-trust looked like until this year. Mm, Same. And that's why it feels like the maturity that I now have is like, yeah, look, I may say the most stupid thing in the world, but I'm just going to be okay that there's. I'm not going to wrong myself. I'm going to just trust that I am going to lead wherever I need to go. I'm going to figure it out no matter what happens. And there is just this conviction in the knowing that no matter what position I may find myself in, Anna will always find a way. You're good. You're good. You'll always and, be and good. you and I, it's almost like what I think and, and we'll get into this in the next episode. Mm. I think it'll be really powerful. But this knowing that when we're responsible for our life, we're no longer trying to like fix or like can like tell anybody what they need to do. We just, if someone is showing up in our life and they're, you know, presenting things that we feel uncomfortable with, that's a reflection of us. Mm. And it's like this complete power. It's like whatever showing up in my life is merely a reflection of what we've got to look at within us. Yes. And so it's like, no one is therefore responsible for making me happy, for making me sad, for making me mad. People may aggravate and that's on me to to process that emotion of frustration or anger or sadness or heartache or whatever it may be. But ultimately coming back to neutrality and then me making an objective decision is the the way that I really shifted going from that person who was constantly in reaction to does this person like me? Does this person not like me? That person made me sad. That person was mean or whatever it may be to going... I am my own woman. I am entirely responsible for my life. If you're making me angry, it's because I've let you make oh, me angry. Yes. And so I walk differently. There is a unshakableness mm. within both of us mm. where we walk into any room and we're not trying to mold ourselves to fit in. We know ourselves so strongly, so clearly in this chapter in our life that it feels like we're not trying to please we're not trying to gain approval because we've got our own approval Mm. we've become responsible for validating ourselves. oh yes I love that Mm. so much the moment you take radical responsibility for your life is the moment that I feel like my life has changed and when you're when you take radical responsibility, everything else changes on the outside as well. The world responds differently to you. People respond differently to you. And that lightness, that that energy, that radiance, that power, like when people are like, oh my gosh, like your energy feels different. It's like it's because of this. Mm. It's because we have fully taken responsibility for who we are, all of it. You know what? The, the final thing I would say about that is, is when you speak 
people listen because the words in in some energetic thing it's like the words actually make land land they matter there's a there's a potency behind them i noticed within myself previously when i was not having responsibility i could say all the nice things but they just would not resonate people would like not even listen to me but now there's like a depth to my being because i'm like yeah i'm fully responsible for all of my stuff i'm no longer you know saying things that i don't actually mean or i'm i'm not embodied like there is a depth oh. that makes me able to gain that respect undoubtedly because I respect myself and because you respect yourself and it's so interesting and that's why I feel like a real woman this year it's like when I walk into a room there's that note like I get noticed and I'm not seeking that but I know it's because I've got me and I'm so solid within myself that there is a magnetism about that there is there and you is. possess that so beautifully as well. It is such well. a beautiful thing. There's been so much goodness that has come out of this life and and, and out of this year. Mm. And even though we have had some moments of doubt, insecurity, heartache, failure, rejection, all of those things, moments of sadness, there is so much good that has come out as well and so much growth that has come out of this year for you and I. And I feel like we really are just getting started we really are just scratching the surface and that excites me that really excites me I'm so grateful to do and be on this journey with you one thing that is like cannot be excluded from this conversation is just your friendship like the friendship that I have with you the level of and and I can already hear Phil in the background being like oh this again like we're constantly honoring ourselves (laughs) but it's like I'm sick of these two hearing how much these two like our podcast producer right now he's like he knows the spiel he, he knows we just the like talk about spiel. how much we love each other like before during and after, after this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> look we're, we're authentic if there, there were no cameras around we would, it would be literally we would we would go to dinner and this would be our conversation we would be Lara. continuing from where we left off like there's no change and there's i think so that so, that is yeah. the beauty of like this friendship yeah. the beauty of having this this podcast that we can actually share this friendship because it really has been one of the greatest gifts of my life, one of the greatest gifts of this year in particular. Like Anna, you have been there for me in such a big way. You've been there for some of my highest moments and my absolute lowest Mm. moment moment because we can pinpoint (laughs) it because you were there Mm. and it was like very raw and very exposed and it's like you just like love me through all of that and that's why I just yeah I'm so grateful there's definitely been a few moments where we've both been like emotional wrecks and the other person has just been there and like actually what ends up happening is you start crying and then I'm starting to cry and then it's like when one cries it like automatically not pretty behind the scenes like we're very we cry. I feel like it's becoming. We cried on Monday morning, and like last Monday as well. <laughs> like, we do a lot we, of crying. Life's <laughs> good, but we cry a lot. I didn't realize how much we cry until this very moment. <laughs> I feel like now I'm going to cry from laughter. But I love you so much. You truly have been one of the greatest gifts of this year and this lifetime. So thank you. Thank you. Let's do it again in the next lifetime. Yes. <laughs> And every lifetime no, after that. I love you. I love you. You're the best. You're the best. <laughs>